Welcome to Divine Inspiration. Today we are going to talk about God's love for humanity. Yes, God's love for humanity. God's love for humanity. In John chapter 3, verse 6 through 17, the word of God says this. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God is love and love is essential, self-given nature of God. God's love for humankind seeks to awaken a response love of people for God. Divine love runs like a golden thread through the entire Bible. Nature is eloquent with the skill, wisdom, and power of God. Only in the Bible, however, we discover God giving himself and all he possessed to his creatures in order to win their response and to possess them for himself. God loved and gave. Let me say it again. God loved and gave. He loved and sought just as a shepherd seeks his sheep. God loved and suffered, providing his love by giving his all on the cross for the redemption of humanity. And so, most of the time we feel love, like kindness to other people, people treating us right, strangers helping strangers and showing caring and showing kindness and showing patience. But what happens when we don't feel love? Do we, do we still believe that God loves us? Even if we don't feel it? Or do we forget, for, 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 forget that God does love us and let the emotions control us? Joyce Meyer says his feelings can be fickle. Life is no fun when we are controlled by our feelings. Feelings change from day to day, hour to hour, even moment to moment. Not only do they change, they lie. For an example, you may, be, you may feel that nobody understands you, but that doesn't mean that's true. Another example, you may feel you are misunderstand, are misunderstood, unappreciated, or even mistreated, but that doesn't mean it is not true. If we want to be mature, disciplined people, we must be determined not to walk according to what we feel. And it's nothing wrong with feelings because we all have feelings, which is good. It's a knowledgeable. It's, it's good to have feelings. But the problem is we shouldn't let feelings control us. We should control, we, we, with the power of the help of the Holy Spirit, we should learn how to control our emotions and not our emotions control us. Let me get back into it. So we have found patience, emotions, urges toward, um, or urges us towards hasten, telling, telling us that we must do something and do it right now. However, godly wisdom tells us to wait until we have a clear picture of what it is we are to do and when we are to do it. Let me say that a sentence again. However, godly wisdom tells us to wait until we have a clear picture of what it is we are to do and when we are to do it. We need to be able to back off and view our situation for God's, from God's perspective. We need to make decisions based on what we know rather than what we feel. 
Let me say it again. That's George Myers' quote too. We need to make decisions based on what we know rather than what we feel. We have to know that God loves us. We have to learn and grow about our God's love and who we are in him. I'm going to read John 3, 16 again. For God, 16 and 17, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God himself provided our way of escape. You heard that. Let me, let me, let me say it again. God himself provided our way for escape. God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon, his, upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Let me say it again. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. All, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquities of us all. So God loved us so much and died for us to have salvation for human humanity. Do you not know why? Do we know, do we know the reason why we need to be saved? If you don't, let me tell you. The Bible makes it clear that God's holy and God is holy. And men and women are sinful, and that sin makes separation between the two. In Isaiah chapter 59, I'm going to read verse 1 and two, through 2. And it says this, surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor is his ear too dull to hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. So without repentance from sin, we can't have fellowship with the holy God. Jesus said that there was joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. Repentance is necessary for salvation. And Jesus commanded that repentance be preached through the whole nation, through all nation. So did you hear that? Only through Christ Jesus that we can repent. Only through Christ Jesus that we can be saved. That's the reason why we need salvation because sin and sin separates us from a holy God. And the only way is through Christ Jesus. He's the only way. So Buddha, Buddha cannot work. Buddha, Buddha, whatever, whatever God they bow down to. Muhammad, they cannot work. No other gods cannot work. Only through Jesus Christ. Because he's the one who paid the price for all sin. It was laid upon him. Let's go back to it. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was up on him. And by his stripes, we are healed. All of us like sheep have fell away. Every one of us. 
And the Lord has laid up on him the iniquity of us all. So that's the reason why we got to go through Jesus Christ. And that's the reason how we get salvation is through him. And that's the reason why we got to repent and repent of our sins and turn from our wicked ways. For we can be saved because our God loves us so much. And there are valid reasons for believing. Number one. Since Jesus is eternal, he can give us everlasting life. Number two, because of his personality, we can experience a personal relationship with him. Number three, in his deity, he and he alone can forgive sins. Let me say number three again. In his deity, he and he alone can forgive sins. Number four, in his humanity, he can make atonement for us when we fall short of his glory, when we fall back into sin, when we made a mistake. We don't have no condemnation. The only thing we need to do is repent and turn from our wicked ways. Jesus, I can't do this without you. Jesus, I need to be delivered from my sins. Jesus, lead me out of temptations. Help me with my sins. Cleanse me. Wash me as white as snow. And so let's get back into the word of God. It says this in John chapter three, verse 19 through 20. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for the fear that their deeds will be exposed. John also uses this contrast of light and darkness. When Jesus speaks of never walking in darkness, he's not referring to, to the darkness that we see naturally. He's talking about moral darkness. He says that if we walk with him, we will not have the things to have. We will not have nothing to have, for we are walking in the light with everything above board and no secrets with the Lord. So even when we fall short, we talk to the Lord and we pray to the Lord, please forgive us for our wretched self. Please forgive us for our sins. Please forgive us for falling short. Please help us. Please deliver us. Please cleanse us. We ask him for his help. Darkness, however, is the metaphor of death and in the absence of God. Jesus says, I am the light of the world and whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. A person is either in God's love or under his wrath. There is no middle way. So a person can either be in God's love or under God's wrath, which is his judgment. There is no other way that we can be. We can either be under God's wrath, which is the, his judgment, which is condemnation, which is the devil and fallen Satan of darkness. That's God's wrath on that person. Or we can be in God's love and he gives us that light. He gives us that life to help us be, shows our, our, our weaknesses that we need his help to be delivered. We need his help to be healed. We need his help to get joy. We need his help to get back up again. But there is no way that we can be on this earth and not serve no one. There is no way than that. We either going to be a children of the devil or we're going to be the children of God. The internal consequences of one as opposite to the other is made very clear. Jesus states, whoever believes in the son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the son will not see life. For God's wrath remains on 
that person on him. And so let's get into 1 John. I want to read 1 John chapter 4. And I'm going to read down, yeah, 7 through 17. Hopefully and pray that we get all these verses in. But it says this, dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he is in us. He has given us of his spirit and we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know rely, yeah, so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment in this world. We are like Jesus. And so, yes, God do love you. And nothing will ever change that about God. His love for you, but God also gives us a choice to repent and turn from our wicked ways and follow him. Or we can reject God and in in, in, get his wrath will be upon the people who reject him. But at the end of the day, I want to let you know that God does love you and that will never change. Thank you so much for listening to Divine Inspiration. God bless you.